Welcome to the climb. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's what you're going to need to get the deal, to get the manager, to get the booking agent. You're going to need leverage. What's leverage, you ask? It's a strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. Whether you're a songwriter, whether you're a singer, whether you're an indie artist, leverage is the key to your music future. As a matter of fact, that's literally what the climb means, creating leverage in the music business. We created that because we want you to win. And those are the words of my good friend and my co-host, who also happens to be a hit songwriter, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's written cuts, uh, or had hits, excuse me, with Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabelle, Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, how you do business like a pro, and not only that, he actually connects you with the pros. You can find Brent really easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound, and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves, so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. There is no S because there is no other Johnny D. <laughs> How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. This is kind of weird. I'm a little behind the curtains. We're actually in the same room. I know. I'm liking which it. Is, uh, which is odd. I think so we need to do this We're sharing time. a mic. It's like the guys in uh, Old Brother Where Art House <laughs> singing on the same mic. <laughs> i got some boys downtown, so they'll pay us $10 come and sing in a can. And we go, that's a mighty fine pick in his hand. We're the Soggy Bottom Boys here today, so that's a... Uh, Really smelling well, hey, coffee let, on our breath. Before, uh, first of all, let's drop the title of the podcast, and then we got a little business to take care of. Yes, we do. So, all right, today we're going to talk about. I get to drive the ship today, so we're going to talk about how to make your ballads more radio ready. Ooh, that's good. All right, so before we get into that, let's uh, remind you, if you haven't joined the Climb community, please do so. Go to Facebook, search for the Climb community, ask to be let in. We'll let you in, and if you're mean little boys and girls or rude little boys and girls or obnoxious, we'll roadhouse you. Mm -hmm. But come on in. There's lots of great information there, people helping people. Those are the most wonderful people. We should write a song. (laughs) They are. Um, uh, Leave a rating review. It takes a couple seconds. It makes us look legit to new people, people who are just discovering us for the first time. First time, we're going to look at those reviews and decide uh, whether or not they want to spend a couple minutes to, to discover us, and you can help with that, and we read all the reviews on the air, so we'll make you famous. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on your podcast player. The episodes automatically download, no issues whatsoever, and then um, finally, the big uh, climb conference first yes, ever. Mm-hmm. It's filling up fast. I mean, it's like three quarters of the way full already. I think so. We yep. just had breakfast this morning with uh, Chelsea Stallings and, and Chris and, and Chris Oglesby and Shelby Kennedy. We all got together, had some coffee. That's right. That's right. So, t- talk a little bit real quick about what's going on with that. Yep. So uh, the weekend of May 5th, we're going to be heading out to Salt Lake City, Utah for the first Climb Conference. It's going to be me and Johnny. And it's also going to be Chris Oglesby from BMG Music, publisher extraordinary to help sign people like Luke Laird and... I think Wiseman and, you might have and heard of Barry Dean, people that if you listen to country radio, you hear their songs. He was instrumental in finding those guys. Also, Shelby Kennedy, who runs TuneCore in Nashville. And so they are big digital distributors and basically how the new music industry is working. 
Uh, you guys want to be there. We're going to all be teaching and, and sharing what we know. We get, we're going to be small groups, so you get a chance to actually get some FaceTime with everybody there, so with the pros, which I think is going to be super cool because you, you, there's some opportunities to actually play for you know, for yes. the four of us to yes. get your music heard, get some FaceTime, shake a hand. Uh, so I think it's be really cool, and plus we're just going to be fire hosing you with, with information. Yep, and and uh, you know what? What the, some of the conversation we had this morning that mm-hmm. they're going to cover is just really how to uh, accomplish getting inside the writer circles that you want to get into remotely if you don't yeah. live in Nashville. And they're going to have some really good information on that. So man, that is worth the price of the popcorn right there, right, right there. there. So it's so it's a weekend <laughs> of May fifth. You can find out details, take a look at the schedule, all that good stuff at theclimbconference.com, theclimbconference.com. You can register there, get all the details, and we hope to see you out in Utah. That's right. All right, so talk to me about power ballads, Uncle <laughs> That's right. How to make your ballads more radio ready. So it seems like most every songwriter writes ballads. And by ballads, I don't mean story songs. Uh, I guess some mm-hmm. people have some different vernacular for what ballads mean. So for me, ballad means slow song. Yeah. Slow me song. Yeah. Okay, so most writers write more slow songs than up-tempo songs, but most ballads never get recorded. Now, the few that do, most never get released as singles. But a few slower songs beat the odds and, and not only become hits, they become massive like career hits, mm-hmm. big hit singles. So today I wanted to discuss some one big way that your ballad can beat the odds and have some success. Okay. Sound intriguing? I love it. Because if you're listening and you're a songwriter, you probably got more ballads than you know what's Nine out of ten, statistically speaking. <laughs> and, and, that's part, and that's part of the reason why most of them never get recorded is that we write so many of them. Yep. And, but, you know, knock, knock, math, right? It's, they don't need as many of those. Yep. And mostly want mid-tempos, up-tempos, something fun to play at shows. But here we have all these all these ballads we're sitting on. So what can we do with some of these to give them at least a better chance? Best way to, you know, best chance is to write a ballad with tempo. So it's not a ballad anymore. <laughs> How do you write a ballad where it has the best chance? Put At a lot of BPMs. <laughs> That's that's the number one way, but that's not really what we're talking about today. Okay, so assuming you keep it about. So, okay, I'm a lyricist, right? So I don't write melodies. I leave that to folks who are really great at that. But I know from experience and observation that melody matters. Melody is a big deal. So I try not to be so uh, caught up in like, oh, this is my fancy lyric, and you just it doesn't matter what you sing, singer boy, just sing. Yeah, that's just long, just get the words right. Put the emphasis on the right syllable, and we're good to go. There you go. Yeah, well, that's that's not that's not nearly good enough. So, uh, but let me let me be clear about this: a song with a great melody and an average lyric will get cut a lot faster than a song with a great lyric and an average melody. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, as much as it pains me to say that as a lyricist, great lyric rarely will save a mediocre melody, but a great melody many times has been slapped on a mediocre lyric and become a hit. Now, what we want to do... That's why pop music exists, by the way. You know, so much of studio, right? Exactly. It sounds good. What does that even mean? Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue, right? <laughs> come, come together. Yep. I have no idea what that's about, but it sounds great saying it, and I'm in. Now, those are some classics, but of course, us, we're not the Beatles, we're not Phil Collins yet right we hope so if we're outside the business we're trying to get in we want to do better we want to have great lyric and great melody because that's your best chance to cut through so don't take this as a oh i can skimp on the lyric because no no really you can't 
because somebody out there you're competing against is not skimping on the lyrics. So That's don't right. take that as. But what I'm saying is you can't skimp on the melody. Yeah. Is the focus here. So don't be lazy on lyrics, but you definitely can't be lazy on melody. And so your melody has to fit your idea. It's pretty simple, but that's not always the case with writers. But you want your melody to fit the idea. And this is not to say that sad songs have to have sad melodies, and I'll, I'll touch on that later. But if your lyric is anger, your melody probably shouldn't be too sweet. And likewise, if your idea is like, here's a song for a tough guy, kind of like an Eric Church or somebody else then the melody should be one that a tough guy artist could sing. So yep. it needs to fit your thought. It needs to fit your brand. And so in general, and there are exceptions. If your song has a slower tempo, though, here's the big nugget here. It probably needs to have a bigger, more rangy melody. Mm-hmm. Basically, there just aren't that many slow songs with soft, nice melodies that get cut these days. Right, They're that are like five-note melodies. Kind of <laughs> lie there. <laughs> like she doesn't lie there anymore and I'm sad okay there's you put your song at a disadvantage a lot of times when you when you frame it that way melodically where it's just a nice soft kind of melody and a ballad and it's slow so basically if you're going to go ballad go big yeah that's the nugget ticket with this if you're going to go ballad go big so I think a good example of this is I Drive Your Truck yeah the artist was Lee Bryce it was written by Jesse Alexander Connie Harrington and Jimmy Yeary it's a sad, basically ballad, but it doesn't feel like a ballad because of the power that's in the chorus. I mean, Lee just sings his backside off. Oh, yeah. That chorus is really powerful. There's a lot of emotion in there. Um, so if they had chosen to go the, the power ballad route, I don't think the song would have worked well. And I don't think it would have been a number one hit country single. Um, and not only was this ballad a number one hit, it was named the CMA and ACM Song of the Year. Yeah, I mean, it, like, like I said, a lot of ballads don't get cut, but some of the ones that do are massive yep. if you get it right. And so that if you aren't familiar with Lee Bryce's "I Drive Your Truck," you need to pause, go listen, come back, check it out with yeah. a Kleenex, dry your eyes, <laughs> blow your nose, um, because it's just it's a great song. But it's about from the point of view of a guy whose brother, you know, is a soldier. And you know, passed away. We're assuming line of duty, but didn't go into all that. But he was a soldier, and it's like, how do I deal with that loss and that grief? Well, I drive your truck, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, so it's a very emotional idea. And it, but it's not just a sad, slow, weepy ballad. It's like this is a guy that the character in the song is a guy. You know, he's he's not just weepy. He's he's still he's what's he doing? Man. He's, he's yeah. a man's man. And so was the guy, his brother, that he's singing to. And so he's getting a, in a truck and tearing up a field and just taking his anger out on the gas pedal and the field. Mm-hmm. And so it's big in the course. It's really rangy. Uh, I don't know if it's super rangy, but it, it's a big, you know, there's a lot of energy to it. And that's really the big thing is it, if you, you have a slower tempo, still you can put energy into it. Yep. If there's a lot of emotion there, which there should be, otherwise you shouldn't probably be telling us what you're telling us if it's not emotional. Right. Put that emotion in the melody. But they found, like that song, I Drive Your Truck, if the song had been like an up-tempo, it would have trivialized the subject matter. Yeah. You know, if it had been like a four-on-the-floor kind of, you know, a tempo thing, it just wouldn't have fit with the subject matter. The guy, you know, hey, brother, I know you died, but I drive your truck. Yeehaw! Yeah. You know, it's not that. It needed that meaty <clears throat> kind of melody and to slow it down and let it sink in because it is very emotional. But they amped up the, the power in it. Yep. 
And so they, they went ballot, but they went big because going tempo would have killed the vibe and killed the mood. So it, it had to fit. So where they couldn't ramp up the RPM or the BPM, they they ramped up the the vocal power and the melodic power. Yeah. So, um, so and if they would have gone the other way and said, okay, we're going to give it a soft, flat melody, I think the singer would have come across as too whiny, too mopey, too... Mm-hmm self just you know it, it would it would have sounded like like we owed him pity or something yeah like it would have been yeah. a pity party yeah uh whereas this was not the case it was still very emotional the guys have not this is how he copes with his grief yeah. he's going out driving his brother's truck so he can feel close to him but it doesn't feel all whiny and and mopey and and so the singer can sing it and still feel like we talk about so much you think with the artist in mind and also the the listener for the artist he goes I can sing this and still have hair on my chest mm-hmm. I can be emotional but I'm still a dude mm-hmm. and which fits my brand and most artists brands they're you know not little little sissy boys running around it still fits for a guy like Lee Bryce who's a big dude played football yeah. he's a guy he's a yeah. man's man this is a way he can get emotional about something but still have that fit his brand so again if you go ballad go big um, and there's some other examples of this like Carrie Underwood. Obviously, she's not a big burly man. <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Not as far as we know. Not as far as we know. Um, <laughs> although some of her dresses are pretty short, so we that have a pretty a good story. idea. That would be a yeah. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> some of her ballads, I mean, so many of her ballads. I mean, she's got the pipes and she Ooh. ain't afraid to use them, yeah. right? So, even... An amazing like, instrument. Yeah, yeah man. Um, so, like, Jesus Take the Wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not a slow, slow ballad. So a lot of these ballads are still kind of pushing ballad, ballad land too. They're they're, they're almost like more, towards mid tempo. Yeah, they're yeah. trying. So even the ballads, again, what's the best way to make a ballad more commercial? Add yeah, some BPMs. Yeah. So they push that, but Jesus takes a huge ballad. Um, so many of hers that yeah, they go into that power ballad land where you're not even sure is that really a ballad? Is it not? Yep. Yes, that's how you write. That's how you write a ballad for her. If you're asking that. Then you're writing it right. Then, exactly. <laughs> a lot of, you know, so pushing the beats per minute. When I say BPM, I mean like beats per minute, the, the tempo. They're pushing that as much as they can. And then like the, the melody to give it that energy. Uh, Brett Young, Like I Loved You, is one of those that's mm-hmm. kind of more power ballady. Mm-hmm. Florida Georgia Line, Holy, yeah. is one of those big. It's not, you know, it, it kind of moves along. It's not not a tempo, but it's, it's more ballady, like piano, laid back, mm-hmm. especially for them. But... Didn't just get that big kind of sing along, easy to sing chorus, but it's more soaring. Yeah. It's soaring, uh, so they're not yelling at you, but it's still a big soaring chorus. And I think, and, and there are some other examples the other way. I would say like "Die a Happy Man" is way more chill. Mm-hmm. "Marry Me," both by Thomas Rhett, way more chill. But if you look at most of them, it's it's that bigger, yeah, it's that bigger stuff. I think it just gives you a better chance to. To be the one that breaks through, because man, we got so many ballads. You go out to writers' nights and stuff. You you hear some music and ton of them. Yeah, lots of ballads too. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm thinking of, uh, is, which is an exception to the rule that you're talking about, is mm. the uh, is the Travis Meadows song that. Uh, Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. The Jake Owen cut. Oh, uh, we all want what we ain't got. What we ain't got, yeah. Which, but they're the lyric. Yeah, it's it's slow. It's slow, but it kind of gets up there, like in the bridge and some yeah, of that stuff. That's right. There's, I mean, there's it's a still, big, there's big moments in there. There's moments in this thing for sure. But the lyric just tears, just yeah, hits it tears you. your face off. Yeah, yeah. So that that's one of those where mm-hmm. that that kind of like uh, Miranda Lambert's. Um, how's it built me you know the mm-hmm. lyrics are just so yeah slay you and you're we're right where you stand exactly like it, it it's it's great and and uh you know you got to be you, you got to do, have done enough songs you have written enough songs to mm-hmm. know when you can get away with that when you can't right? exactly but even but, the travis middle sings the jake owen it they're big moments yeah it you go on a journey there's a crescendo and there's yeah. kind of the emotional climax of that where it gets it doesn't get it's still sparse, like the arrangement of everything yep. is sparse, but it's a bigger moment, and so it still goes big in spots. It's not big the whole way through, but it still finds those moments yep. to break it up, give it some interest, give it that extra emotional oomph, something to stand out. Because I've been to so many writers' nights that it's ballad after ballad after ballad, and so the fastest way to stand out is to not write ballads, is to write some tempo. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do it, and it's one of those like I drive your truck or what we ain't got, like what we ain't got would. Or the house I built me would not have worked as like a mid or up tempo. Right, it would have just sucked the soul out of a great lyric. That's so right. you got to let it sit, and some of them just need to just need to be more ballad land. But they got to be one of those type songs too. Let me ask you a question: Is yeah. there is there some credence to? Uh, I'm trying to remember the melodies in my head right now, so I might be stepping in a pile of doo doo and sliding across the floor here. But um, is there? Uh, is there some Great cre- image, by the way. <laughs> As a lyricist, I appreciate that. You know me, I would have been more colorful, but we keep this podcast clean. Thank you. Family show. <laughs> but, um, so, so there, in production, right, I know like mm-hmm. less is more, right? So you you don't want to come off with the big, everything full throttle, all eight cylinders kicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to build up to something, right? So you, you're starting sparse, and then that creates, it makes that moment. Like, for instance, think about how sparse... Um, we all want what we ain't got. It mm-hmm. just starts with the piano. I mean, they did it. That's the way Travis did it. And Jake mm-hmm. purposefully told him, I'm going to try to cut this broke. the way you cut. Yeah, like this is so good. Yeah. So, uh, but that makes that chorus. 
so much bigger, right? Or that wasn't the course. It's the bridge where they really yeah. go huge on it. Um, it. Is there, like, you? are you purposely thinking about that? Like, I mean, I know this is, I'm asking a lyricist, but yeah. are you thinking, like, melodically, are you trying to stay... Um, less is more in the verses so that that soaring because that's what makes us soaring yeah is that contrast is the contrast that, that's what I'm yeah. talking about like I see because you, you brought up writer's nights and I see that I'm probably at two a week you know what I mean God bless you bouncing around <laughs> yeah well, I mean I got different artists I'm look, ch- yeah. checking out well, and they're great moving, but everyone and, else. moving and shakers movers and shakers yeah. there's people, if there's people there I'm doing you know yeah. I'm, I'm out making relationships yeah, this is about relationships right. I, I don't have a family I get to do that I get to get away with that. <laughs> right. so but uh, man there's a lot of people that don't get that right yeah. like they're coming in with a soaring verse and then where do you go from there if, if home yeah you're, you're yeah. <laughs> back to the bar you're done yeah I yeah. mean, so there's the setting up that country. Less is more, right? Yeah, like, you got to set up. I mean, you because a lot of those those ballads that are that are just all kind of sit around, nice and soft. If you're just kind of half paying attention, which most people are, until you give them a reason not to, you're mm-hmm. lucky if they're half paying attention. If they can't tell that you hit your chorus and problem. that you're back into the verse, that is a problem. So it should announce because it should the chorus should announce itself, even if you're not looking at the lyric sheet where it's labeled chorus. Yeah, because that's one thing I, I listen for when I do song reviews and that sort of thing, coaching when I meet with people. Like, I like to look at the lyric sheet, but I shouldn't have to be looking at it to know you've hit your course. Your mm-hmm. melody should let me know, oh, we've hit something different. We've hit a different section. Whether it's a pre-chorus or a bridge or a chorus, it should announce itself melodically. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, that contrast is important just for, you know, just to keep it from being repetitive, just for interest. Right. And atonal, it sounds really atonal if it's not um, distinctly different. Right? Yeah, it can just get boring. Yeah. And boring's not good. No. <laughs> Let me, here's your sign. It's yeah. got to move somewhere. It's got it's to gotta, build. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if it's not, then are you taking them on an emotional journey at all? If your melody, your melody, you know, a song needs to be an emotional journey. Yeah. It <clears> may not be a story-wise journey, but at least emotionally, then there needs to be some sort of journey to it. So your melody should... You know, form and function need to work together. So the function is we're going on a journey, an emotional journey. The melodically, we need to go on some sort of journey where there's peaks and valleys and that sort of thing too. Yep. It just makes sense that you want to follow that. That's right. That's right. And I and so I but I think like with a ballad, here's the difference. Like, and correct me if you're if I'm wrong, but <clears throat> there are there are artists uh, that aren't great singers, right? Right. That that yeah. couldn't sing a rangy song like yeah. that, and they'll sing more up tempo stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's some great songwriter tricks where that melody might be like five notes, you know, mm-hmm. that they're just going up and down on, but they're changing the chords underneath it, and they're mm-hmm. doing production tricks with an up-tempo song yeah. that creates that movement, that yeah. that creates that build. But on a ballad, kind of raw, and you really gotta, it's it's, that melody stuff. has to be, mm. like, you gotta, you gotta put that in there to make that yeah. work pretty much, right? Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, the, a melody that might work for... I mean, generally, female singers, if if we've heard them, they have a pretty good range. I mean, I think of, like, the Martina McBride's, mm-hmm. the Trisha Yearwood's, the, <clears throat> you know, Carrie Underwood's, that kind of, like, they can sing. Right, right, right. Generally, if a female has a record deal, she can sing. <laughs> you know, guys. Oh, not, unless it's pop. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, that's true. I'm, this is my country Nobody accused Madonna of being a slinger. That's true. She's really great at other stuff. 
Um, <laughs> She's awesome at everything else. Yeah. So, but generally, yeah, I'm thinking country here. Generally, they can they they got pipes. Yeah. Um, guys, maybe not so much. You know, they right. bring other stuff to the table. So you need to know who your audience is too. Like if we're writing for, and I think I've referenced this before on the podcast. Like pitch a song for a male artist. They're like, oh, this is great. Lyrically, it's right in his wheelhouse. It's speaking to him and his brand, but he can't sing it. It's too ranchy. Yeah. The, you know. So you want to be careful about that if you're pitching for a specific artist or a specific brand of artist. Like, okay, if it's the tough guy thing I'm writing for, ballad, maybe I can't go that rangy because most of those guys aren't real rangy singers. Mm-hmm. They're not Lee Bryce. He may be the kind of exception, but he's not like super macho tough. He's just a guy, you know? Right. Um, so that's something you have to be aware of when you dive in more deeply into that, but especially for your own artist stuff. You know, if you're putting on the singer-songwriter hat, yeah, yeah. if you can do it, go big. God bless, yeah. Yeah, if you if you, if you got the motor, <laughs> step down. Hit the gas. Hit the gas. <laughs> right, because not everybody can do that. But that's really what I want to talk about. And it's a simple thing, but you, yeah, if you go to those riders, now, so much is just kind of just, it's all just kind of right here. My hands are about... You know, two and a half inches apart. Yeah, and it's, it never changes. And it, it never, never changes, moves. and it's it's not grabbing my attention. I heard a, a hit songwriter say one time that he used to hang out at the, at the Broken Spoke, and he'd be have his back turned, he's at the bar, and what he used to tell writers, you know, uh, unknown writers that were aspiring to move to town or whatever, and he's like, kid, your job is to make me turn around. Yeah. You know, when you're up there singing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your singing, but it needs to be your song. Something needs to make me turn around from my beer and go, what's going on up there? Yeah. In a good way. Wow. Like, wow. And and make you, and blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and those just, are rare moments. Yeah, yeah, it's hard because we hear a lot of songs. At the writer's nights. Yeah. Although I will say for anybody that's in Nashville, if you ever visit Wednesday nights at Winners is the, they call the Freak Show. Mm-hmm. And that's like this curated writer's nights. I mean, Ashley McBride is from mm-hmm. the Freak Show. Like, yeah. They're all awesome. Like, if you want to see a killer writer's night, like, and and get schooled on some stuff, man, that's where you want to go. Lala Deaton and Blue Foley, and mm. oh man, they got some good ones there. And you'll find on those, the more curated it is, the more tempo there probably tends to be. Yep. Funny how that works. <laughs> Funny. Like well, an early round is a generally a, generally in, on writers' nights. Early round, a lot more ballad heavy. You, then you get the pros, a lot more tempo. Then you open mic, and it's back to balladville. Yeah. Huh. I wrote this one oh, about my grandma. Look at there. She... <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah. They don't stop the open mic people from playing tempo. <laughs> That's right. They would like it. So, I mean, but like I said, if you're going to go ballad, try to go big. Yeah. Get some, get, bring all that emotion out so you get more interest in it, and there's more energy. There's a go. way to make your ballad not so balladish. But, um, hey, you know what? There, there's something I want to let you all know about, too, though. I mean, this is for people who want to write more commercial stuff, mm-hmm. right? So if that's speaking to you and you want to write more stuff, I have a, have a cool opportunity coming up. In May, I'm hosting Freddie. Um, Freddie's another community I have, freddie.com, F-R-E-T-T-I-E. Uh, but we're hosting another Freddie's Know the Row event with one of the writers of I Drive Your Truck, Jimmy Yeary, mm. is coming in. Now, Jimmy's awesome. He's written number ones for Rascal Flatts, Kenny Chesney, Lee Bryce. Mm. I mean, so song of the year, songwriter, having hits. He's awesome. He has a new single climb to the charts right now with David Lee Murphy and uh, Kenny Chesney. Everything's going to be all right. Oh, really? Yeah. He's got no, so he's got one climbing right now. Heck, maybe number one by the time we hit the... Uh, David the Lee Murphy? Yeah. He's got a new single out. Really? Just on the bottle. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah put cat. out a single. Yeah, I love it. And that. Kenny's singing with it. It's great. So Good yeah, for Jimmy him, man. wrote that. Right on. Yeah, and so he's just he's an awesome. He's just, just awesome. Happy, he's a pro. Really yeah, I know it's good stuff. So anyway, what we're gonna do in the Know the Row events? It's your chance to sit down face to face online with a real deal professional multi hit songwriter. And so basically, I just I kind of do a little interview at the beginning, kind of guide the conversation. So you got two pros talking about something I think is valuable to you and then we open up to your questions and it, it's on a video conferencing platform so you're face to face he gets to see you you get to see him you get to ask your questions uh, the cool thing about this if you're a member of freddy.com f-r-e-t-t-i-e it's free you can just we'll awesome. send you the invite you show up it's one of your membership benefits if you're not a member and you'd rather just pay the ticket price you have that option Honestly, the ticket price is more expensive than a couple months of membership, so it makes sense to join. But it's your chance to, to see it. And if you're a Freddy member and you miss out on the event itself, you can just watch the replay because it'll be on the Freddy archives for members area and you get to watch it. We have Byron Hill in there, Chad Green in there. Uh, so it's pretty cool. But that's coming up in May. And you can get all the details about that by downloading the free ebook. So take my gift and get the information. If you go to giftfrombrent.com, it doesn't get any better than there that. There you go. I'm not, yeah, just, just, this is the part where he puts you in touch with the pros. Exactly, <laughs> gets based on with the pros. But go to giftfrombrent.com. You download my free ebook, Think Like a Pro Songwriter. We, just tell me where to send it. Send it right to your email inbox, and then also that it puts you on the the insiders list, and so you get the information about you know the upcoming e- event. And if you're listening to this in the future, we do these know the rows every quarter. So yep. we'll have somebody new in three months, another hit writer or, or some industry pro. And so you'll find, keep abreast of all that stuff. So. By the way, here, here's why that's here's why that's really cool. Like, if you're a writer and you've got a song or two or a bunch that's ready, mm-hmm. right? Um, then it gets you the opportunity to get in front of a publisher. And we were we were just well, talking yeah, that's this our morning. play for publisher. Man. This is like a Q and A, like you pick Jimmy's brain. But but yeah, but I'm saying like you get to you get to get in there and dig in dig in a little bit. Right? Yeah. yeah. But if you're if you feel like you're ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. You get access to just see like what level where the bar's at. You get mm-hmm. to see in the be a fly in the wall mm-hmm. and see where that bar is set. You yeah. know what I mean? Because that's that's just huge. Like you got to know like where, where what level they're playing at and mm-hmm. and what he has to say. I mean, what kind of what, the, the 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 amount of wisdom that you can get from that's incredible. Oh yeah, I mean we had the one last quarters with uh, Byron Hill who wrote you know Born Country for Alabama, full hearted memory for George Strait and all this stuff. So he and I sat down and with. You know, several other people in the in the Freddie community and outside the Freddie community, and and I asked him some questions to get the ball rolling. Then people are just peppering him with questions. Yeah. And odds are you're not gonna be able to get a hold of Byron or Jimmy and go, "Hey, can I take you to coffee and pick your brain?" No, probably not. Right. But here's a chance for you to show up and ask him a targeted question and hear other people's questions and get the real deal from the real deal. Yeah. So it's a great opportunity. So just go to giftfrombrent.com, download the free ebook. And you'll get all the details you need. So even if you're listening to this a year from now, still works. Still works. <laughs> and we got somebody new coming up. And if you join Freddie, you can go back and catch the Jimmy one. Boom. Well, there you go. Yeah. So the people who join Freddie now can see all the old ones. Yeah, they can they see. Have it. Yeah, they have access to it in the members area. If you're oh, already a member, cool. you'll be getting your invitation link to join the event automatically. If you're not a member, if you join, yeah, you can go and catch Byron. You can catch uh, Chad Green. You can catch other stuff we got on the. A membership site, and this Jimmy want to be added, and next quarter to be added to that, and they snowball, and that's awesome, yeah. man. Well, K- Killer Man, that brings us to the end of another uh, amazing episode of 
The Climb. And once again, if you haven't joined the Climb community, please do so. Go to Facebook, ask to be let in. We let everybody in. Just be good or we'll roadhouse you. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It automatically will show up in your phone. And there's no need to wait for the marketing that we do to come out and tell you. It's just right there and it tells you, hey, time to listen to me. You raise your hand. That's right. Um, Leave a rating and review. Take a second to do so. Let let people know what you think. Uh, Be honest. You know, uh, let us know what you think. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it helps us look legit to other people, and we will read it on the air. And if you're like within driving distance or flying distance of Utah on May mm-hmm. 5th, come out to the first ever Climb Conference. Go to theclimbconference.com, and uh, it's going to be Brent, myself, um, Chris Oglesby, who's a hit publisher from yes. BMG, and also uh, the president of TuneCore in Nashville, Shelby Kennedy. By the way, two of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet. Super cool, yeah. Like, super great. Like, and they're fired up about doing this and meeting you guys. And- yeah, they really, like, we just had breakfast this morning with them mm-hmm. and, and the person putting on the event, and they're, like, really keyed up. Yeah, and like, how can we fun. get into smaller groups so they're... Yeah, you know, fewer people sitting with me, but we do it more time so I can get more one-on-ones. So they're excited about it. They're digging about it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, listen, this podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.